Assalamu alaikum and good evening everyone and welcome back to the MSA podcast. My name is Salha and I'm going to be your host for this evening. Today we're recording the third episode of this podcast. It truly is great to be back and I hope you all are thoroughly enjoying this series. So this episode is going to be a unique one. That's because we don't have a storyline today. Today's episode is more of a, of a free speech zone, so to speak. Sort of like a platform where we're going to share thought-provoking ideas and stories. So right now we're somewhere around the end of May. I think it's May 27th today. Um, and a lot of people have one common question on their minds. And that is, how do we spend our summer? What do we do? So it's summer 2021. 20, COVID is still very real despite all of our efforts and our high hopes from last year. Flights are still pretty much closed, I think. Almost to most of the good places, honestly. Um, and an average person, I don't know about you guys, but at least myself, um, I would think, man, there really is not much to do. What do I do? How do I make this summer productive? Because surely there must be some way to do something. I can't really do research. I can't really go outside of the country. There is not much to do. So that's really what today's episode is about. We have some really interesting things lined up. And what we want you to take away from this episode as listeners is how to utilize your summer better to um, really, you know, benefit your future, maybe improve your physical and mental health, just any way you can during this pandemic and during this difficult time. Our special guest today is Hajar Arifi. Hajar is a sixth year medical intern. She just matched into an amazing neurology program at King Faisal Specialist Hospital. So, you know, mashallah and Allah mabarak. And um, congratulations. Um, it's an you. incredible accomplishment. Just one of uh, Hajar's other accomplishments is that Hajar is also a yoga instructor at a place called Atha Institute. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, it's Atha. Atha Institute. Atha Studio. Yeah. Right, Atha Studio. Um, and among many other things. So, Hajit, first of all, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So, um, congratulations for Thank matching you so much. to your residency. It means a lot. Honestly, neurology is like such a dream of mine. So, I'm like in awe. Really? It is honestly a dream. Like, it's ever since I was in first year. So, um, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. So, um, now that I've introduced you briefly, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so as you said, I'm a medical intern. I'm a rising R1 at KFSH doing neurology. I'm also a part-time yoga instructor. So far, I give yoga therapy and uh, yoga 200-hour classes. And I've basically trained around 300 clients. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Yoga helps me fulfill my desire of community. It helps me connect with others and also connect with myself. Uh, So basically, it revives my inner Zen. And as you know, as healthcare practitioners, we -hmm. we really need that. We undergo a lot of stress. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) 100%. So you just mentioned that you give classes to 300 people. Yeah. I've reached the number of 300 maybe a month ago. Wow. 300 clients. Okay. So this is what you're doing right now at this point in your life. Let's reverse a little bit. Okay. So before you started this, you were just another student at a fist life. Mm-hmm. Before that, I know that you spent a year studying in a completely different country. So tell me about that. Okay. So right after I graduated from high school, my mind was 100% set on medicine and it felt weird. I felt like I wanted to explore my options. So thankfully, my parents were very supportive and I wanted to go for a gap year. 
So I joined a scholarship program mm -hmm. and uh, basically what they do is they send you to different places in the U.S. for you to prepare for your, your SATs, for your TOEFL, oh, and okay. also expose yourself to different majors. Okay, okay. So it's sort of like an explore, exploring program. Yeah, like Just a prep to... year program, but abroad and without a specific major. It's actually really cool. So it really helps for students who, like you, who wanted to sort of explore and just test mm -hmm. what they could be good at. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I went to UPenn, University of Pennsylvania mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. I took my prep year there, or you can call it a gap year. We started our preparatory classes and everything, and I was exploring my options, but I still had medicine in the back of my mind. I was too obsessed with medicine. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I found another major, which I also really liked. But honestly, it wasn't as fascinating as medicine and was what to was me. that? It was bioengineering. Bioengineering. I've heard a lot of people who want to do medicine, but are not really, or they don't really want to mm -hmm. do it, but they like the idea of it, go into biomedical. Exactly. Something bioinformatics and stuff like that. Exactly. And because um, I really liked math and physics in school. So I oh was my like, God, yeah, you're I'm just not. like me. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I did not want to miss out on the um, clinical aspect of medicine. Mm -hmm. And that's something you wouldn't get in bio. Exactly. In because it's basically you, you can either go into academia or research or uh, work at a company, but you will never have that connection you have with um, patients as a, a healthcare practitioner. So you would sort of be like behind the scenes, not really at the hospital working with, mm -hmm. okay, I got it, okay. So typically you'd be the person who, let's say, designs ECG machines or oh wow, yeah, works on okay. EEG machines and Still so very on. cool though, I must admit. It actually is, yeah, it, it really is. All right, so what was the final deal breaker for you that that is not what you wanted to study and that you wanted to come here? Okay, so I actually ended up applying to uh, UC San Diego, so University of California, mm -hmm. San Diego, and I got accepted. I started there. Oh, started oh my God. Courses. Um, I was doing bioinformatics, and uh, we had this poster in one of our classes. I don't know who put the poster there, but mm -hmm. I felt like Allah just put that poster for me to remind me of my true passion. So this poster said, you're either a doctor or you're not, and it had the picture of a guy in scrubs looking at you like staring into your soul and every single time i went into that classroom i used to look at that poster and think to myself, <laughs> is this what i really want <laughs> what kind of i must say as a as a bioinformatics student if i saw that poster i would be like you know what let's just switch <laughs> i swear i don't even know who put it there so <laughs> but i felt like really you know when allah just has a plan for you I I, like I, a, I understand 100% <laughs> and I relate to you on a sort of different level because I was at Faisal studying architectural engineering mm. for a whole year before I joined medicine and I would have so many friends who would tell me about stuff that they would learn in medicine and they would be wearing lab coats and they'd be wearing scrubs yeah. and their life was just so appealing to me and it's so cool and I would just be so jealous of them so I like you looking at that poster versus me looking at my friends in medicine it, we're the same it's completely <laughs> the same yes and honestly I wasn't really into bioengineering. I was just into the idea of living abroad, living in San Diego, in a That's campus, nice, <laughs> right next to the beach. You know. Oh my God, you're yeah. right next to the beach. San what a Diego life. is heavenly. It's one of the prettiest city you will ever see. Oh Have my God. Have you ever been? No, I've never been. Never Mission. had the pleasure. It's Someday, amazing. So yeah, so I came to the conclusion that I need to follow my passion. Mm -hmm. 
And when I came here, I joined Al Faisal. I wasn't planning on doing that, but I'm so thankful that I came here because I found my people. I found all the opportunities that helped me and pushed me to become a better person I'm and a really better glad. position. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, Allah sort of guides you in a certain way. You exactly. Know? Things just work out. You never out. see it coming. <laughs> exactly. Mm. It just happens and you're like, why Why this? Why me? Why me? And then it just works out. So I'm really happy for you, honestly. Thank you. So, um, oh, just before we, you know, proceed, what did your parents think of like this whole going to the San Diego, going to San Diego, being there for a, about a year, I think. Yeah. And then coming back. So like, what was their opinion this whole time? Alhamdulillah, my parents are very supportive. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah okay. They would always, always encourage me to just follow my passion, do what I want, explore and make the decision I make independently. So they didn't even try to influence um, amazing yeah that's i'm really glad alhamdulillah okay so you joined al faisal you did first year i know you were part of the msa in first year as well uh actually second year second year mm-hmm. and what was your role in i was dgs in second year and i'm so glad i went for it because it uh, it helped me network with the uh people from the older batches also the younger batches i'm a very anti-social and introverted person (laughs) don't seem like it (laughs) i know but at one point i was extreme and i felt like joining the msa gave me that opportunity to meet others to expose you know my personality get to know other people Mm -hmm. um and just build connections you were co-head right i was co-head of msa events in my third year oh okay okay Mm -hmm. okay all right so doesn't that also gives you a lot of like authority to do things that you you'd get the experience of sort of being in a leadership position. And yeah. th- I feel like that exposes you to so much because not only are you meeting a lot of people, but you're also learning how to give instructions. And I feel like that is something that I'm also an introvert myself, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that we struggle with so much. It's yeah, hard to actually true. be in a leadership position because you don't know how to give people instructions. So um, I'm, I'm sure but that you must learn. Be, yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you're you forced. push yourself. <laughs> you don't oh. really have a choice. <laughs> basically so um you were co-head of msa events and you got all this experience but that was during the year right so what did you do during your summer breaks how how would you spend your summer okay so in my summer breaks um i tried really hard to find a research opportunity abroad and the spirit program really helped with that alhamdulillah so in my first summer so that's summer from year one to year two Mm -hmm. I went um, to do a research um, intern- internship at Case Western University. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And it was very beneficial because uh, there they taught me all the basic lab. Um, was it like a basic sciences? Basically. Sort of, or basic lab I think it's called basic a basic lab, lab skills, skills one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Western blot and so on, how right. to deal with the PCR. Mm-hmm. It was very helpful. Mm-hmm. It gave me a good uh, basis, a good structure. And the summer after that, I did my spirituality and mental health program at Duke University. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was actually very interesting. I think they stopped it now. I I wouldn't know. Do you have any idea? No, I have no idea. But it sounds like such a unique program. I don't think I've I've heard of that before. So what kind of, what kind of, what kind of program is that? So I was interested in psychology back then. And basically, they just teach you the uh, um, the relationship between spirituality, religiosity, and mental health. 
so basically psychology. Mm-hmm. And it was under the supervision of Professor Harold Koenig. He is also an assistant professor at uh, King uh, Abdulaziz University in Jeddah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah okay. He's amazing. He's I've heard King Abdulaziz University is really nice. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. And the um, internship program itself uh, was very insightful. Mm-hmm. At this point, I just want to ask, so this program that you took, did this maybe in some way sort of ignite this passion in you for yoga later on? No. Oh, so honest. it wasn't related? Yeah, because I understand yoga has this spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it helps you become more connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that program specifically just, it taught me more about different religions and how oh, okay, mental okay, okay. health plays a role in that. All right. So very and different yeah, from yoga. Very different. Okay, understood. Mm-hmm. All right. So... So you went on Spirit for how many years? Three years. Three years mm. in a row. Honestly, yeah. that is an accomplishment. So every year, a different place, different yeah. experience, mashallah. Did you eventually reach, um, reach a point where you were able to do clinical experience instead of basic lab? Yeah, and that was in uh, my summer from third year to fourth year. I went to Mayo Clinic. Amazing. Yeah, Mayo Clinic was, is, is it was the amazing. best place. It's breathtaking. That place is just I've heard so much about it. It's honestly like a dream place. It actually is. So I went to the hospital at Rochester, um, yeah, in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And uh, we worked on basically the study in nephrology. Um, Yeah, Uh, it was amazing. It was part clinical, part basic lab. Nice. nice. Yeah. And my PIs were very helpful. Um, they took me to see the different patients and we also dealt with their, yeah. Oh, you met patients. We met patients, but we so couldn't, cool. yeah, and you couldn't really do much. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because with the, I think it was a J1 visa. Yeah. You had to like sign something to not deal with any patients <laughs> with shadow. Yeah. Plus you were only in third year at the time. So you hadn't, like, you just finished third year. Mm-hmm. And at that point you hadn't really been to the hospital as much. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So spirit for three years. What about the year between fourth and fifth? The summer between fourth and fifth. Okay, so I'm very thankful that I chose to just chill in that summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I okay, I studied for my step one, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I wanted to just focus on relaxing because I knew that the upcoming summer would be dedicated to either my steps my uh, SMLE, whatever exam Mm -hmm. I had in mind Mm -hmm. back then. And look at what happened. (laughs) COVID (laughs) happened. And uh, I'm so glad I actually did chill that summer because it gave me... it gave me some relaxation must have also given you this energy boost. Basically, yeah. Which you ended up needing a lot. Yeah, and also a motivation boost to actually do something when COVID happened. Okay, so so what did you do when COVID happened? I'm sure you must have had like all these plans given that you did Spirit for three years, mashallah, and that you were planning to study and everything. So I'm not sure when you were planning to give your USMLE, but COVID must have changed a lot for you. So it really did. What happened? How so did many it, of us. How did it change your life? Um, so the lockdown started when right about uh, maybe like a day or two before our graduation so you can imagine oh how sad that was God. for us <laughs> no way you're yeah. part of eighth batch yeah and they didn't have a graduate <gasps> you're graduating in a few days like yeah. in like 
a few days. But we're just graduating alone as a batch. Oh, no okay. one's allowed. Did you hear of the news? I heard parents weren't coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so cool. But Congratulations. At least, can, yeah. at least the oath is happening. Yeah. Oh, my something. God. That's actually so special. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you get a graduation. Mm. So, so okay, that was a big major thing. What else? Um, yeah. So in that summer, of course, we all had to prepare for our steps in whatever mm-hmm. exams we had. And also because it was a very stressful time, I decided to uh, pursue my yoga training, my 200 hour um, certification. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's when I decided to finally do it because I've been postponing it for a while, thinking that I don't have time. I need to prioritize other stuff. I need to focus on whatever exams I have. So this is, this was the time to actually just do it, just go for it. But what I gather is this was something that you'd been thinking about for a long time. So how did you start thinking about it? Okay, so I've done ballet for almost 15 years. Oh my God. Yeah, since a very early age. Like wow. Almost nine. Okay. And the moment I had to stop for health reasons, I wanted to look for an alternative, something that would relax me, also keep me fit, physically mm-hmm. active. And that's when I uh, started getting uh, more into uh, the different yoga trainings, the different yoga practices. Okay. And I sadly, I never found the time to mm-hmm. go for the, the certification, the 200-hour certification. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this lockdown was the perfect opportunity to just go for it. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure lockdown also caused a lot of, like, a different sort of stress because it's Basically. not like anyone's ever been in a pandemic before. Exactly. And especially in your position because you were at the very end of your med school. At and the you edge. Were, just about to give your exams, <laughs> and then this pandemic is just here on your head. So I'm sure it must have been a really stressful time. And you finally decided to pursue this certification. Mm-hmm. It's a 200-hour certification. Yeah. So what does that mean exactly? So you spend 200 hours doing either the pa- practical or theoretical part of this course. So okay. there are two parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically training and classes. Okay, and 200 hours is a lot of time. It actually is, yeah. How long does it, how many days does that take? It, it took us like four months because oh we, had to, <laughs> we had to do the theoretical part online and oh, then okay, continue okay. with the practice whenever the lockdown was over. Ah, so you so the practice has to be in person. Mm-hmm. There's no choice. It has but to, to be. do it, in, but to do it in person. It has to be, yeah. So I'm sure it must have been really hard because lockdown, we weren't, we had a curfew even at yeah. the time, didn't we? I, I think the, the the yoga course happened when the lockdown was 24-7. Oh, wow. Or oh just for God. a few hours. The, I can't remember. The, I think what, I ha- remember. what I remember is that we used to, we were not allowed to leave the house after 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. the next day. That's what I remember. Yeah, that was in the beginning, right? Yeah. In March, maybe. And then it was 8. After 8, I think that's when they sort of eased up on things. Okay, did it ever reach 24 hours? Because my parents would never let us leave the house. So to it us, it was on, always I think it hours. depends on where you lived. I think there <laughs> were certain places in Saudi where the the curfew was like, you cannot leave your house. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> that was so sad. Ugh. So it must have been really hard for How you. How was it for you? How was the lockdown for you? Honestly, honestly, it was a little, it was a bummer because... The day everything shut down was my birthday. No way. It was my birthday. Everything <laughs> just s- shut down like the day university Happy ended. Birthday. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Three months late. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, no. it was March 8th when they announced oh. that, you know, um, 
that's it. No more uni from tomorrow. Everything's going to be closed. No more restaurants. No more gyms. No more oh massages. That, like, ev- like, that was the was day so the, wor- the whole world was like, you know what? We're just going to shut down for a bit. So, yeah. And mm. then, honestly, summer plans went down the drain. Yeah. Everything's just sort of, you know. Mm. And, yeah, I didn't really know what to do with my summer, honestly. Like, if you were to ask me, did you utilize your summer last year? I would say no, because I didn't do anything new. I and I wasn't like creative enough to actually go out of, you know, step out of my comfort zone and look for things to do. Um, And I felt like everything else was just a closed door. So but that's very normal, by the way. Yeah, I don't feel bad for it because I mean, we were in a in the middle of a pandemic. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the lockdown and everything. You can't you, know, you can imagine how psychologically draining that yeah. was for all of us. It also, it felt like we were being at, we were just at home for such a long time. Yeah, that in itself had a different sort of impact. Like I was just overwhelmed by being at home. Mm. I was like, I've not stepped out of my house for so long. So I think that in itself was was a major factor that sort of impacted my mental health at the mm. time. And I just felt like it was I was just fatigued for no reason. I would just be feel really I would just be really tired. Yeah. Really stressed out about the upcoming year. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh my god, I'm going to third year. Yeah. So yeah. How was third year with you? Lady? Third year was it was interesting. I spent maybe a total of only two weeks actually attending classes on camp. The whole year was <laughs> I was online. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> they basically told us that we get to attend class every like every seven weeks. For one week each, a group of us will attend class. So I attended class only two weeks in the first semester. Mm-hmm. And second semester, they were like, okay, no one's going to attend. So I didn't attend a single class on on campus. But yeah, that was that. Yeah, third year is one of the challenging ones. It was pretty hard. Honestly, I'm glad it was online because I think if it was on campus, mm. I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have passed. <laughs> So, 200-hour yoga certification. Yeah. When you're done with that, what's the next thing that you do? You have to teach 50 classes to get the actual certification. And back then, because of the lockdown, we had to teach either our friends, our family members, or give classes online. Oh, you can give classes online. What did you choose to do? A mix of all of these options, basically. So did you make all of your friends come to your classes? Days. I forced them all to <laughs> join me, <laughs> cool. do yoga together. Oh my God, it must have been cool. about your family? Uh, yeah, my family, alhamdulillah, they were very supportive as well. Cool. They're all into yoga now. <laughs> oh my God, you basically brought everyone into it. Cool, yeah. eventually you're going to bring me into it as well. Yeah, <laughs> you should join one of my classes. Sometime, inshallah, I will inshallah. drop by. So, um, how does, so can, any, can just anyone become a yoga instructor? Yeah, I mean, if you want to, go for it. Yanni, it, it actually, it, it's very relaxing. It keeps you sane. It keeps you zen. Yanni, I highly encourage anyone to go for it if they're actually passionate about yoga, about mm-hmm. staying physically active. I have to ask, um, how do you think yoga has changed you or changed your life since you started about a year ago or since you, you, know, since you got your certification and everything? Okay, so it gives me a constant reminder that I should just enjoy the present moment. I should just stay relaxed because in medicine, you go through these bumps. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Mm-hmm. 
um, that really just shake things up for you. I'm pretty sure a lot of us have gone through some, uh, let's say, psychological troubles, maybe mm-hmm. some panic attacks, depressive mm-hmm. episodes, and so on. And yoga helped remind me to just stay relaxed, just focus on my breath, focus on the goal, and just go for it. Okay. Yeah. So does it um, help you sort of say stay centered as well? Yeah. Down to earth and grounded, basically. Basically, basically. That sounds really cool. Mm. And when I think about it, it's something that a lot of, I feel like, especially med students, like in like when you take everything else into perspective, it is something that we really need to do. I feel like it, it also benefits us a lot because a lot of the time when we interact with people, if there's a lot on your mind, you're not able to perform as well, I think. You're just burnt so, out all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So has yoga helped you deal with that? Deal with yeah, burnout? Definitely. It did. Oh my god! And staying active just helps you, um, and it it helps me personally become happier in a way, more focused more in my studies. Hasn't it hasn't it been proven that working out more and being more physically active actually does actually yoga? Your mood? Yo, there are a lot of studies on really? yoga and how it affects your mood. Oh my god! And the- how it helps with depression. Oh wow! Yeah, Tell there's me this, about that. There's this study that measured GABA levels in uh, yoga um, trainees, and it found that the GABA level levels were more balanced after I believe 25 classes of yoga, around four weeks of yoga. Okay. And they did an hour a day, five days a week probably mm-hmm. and it actually really helped balance out the GABA levels in uh, their bodies oh my god yeah okay. increased or stabilized GABA levels what does that mean exactly better mood yeah fewer mood mood swings better mm-hmm. emotional stability it helps with anxiety helps with depression amazing and there are a lot of similar studies that's really cool yeah so it's quite literally scientifically proven that basically, yoga helps a lot. basically and it's nice to have a lot of uh doctors and researchers in the field of yoga because now we're starting to actually work on our own research so uh, mm-hmm. a group of colleagues and i are working on studying the effects of yoga on ibs oh my god that is so cool wait so wait i need to ask about this so what are you how is it going for you so far Okay, so this is basically how it works. There are certain poses in yoga that either activate your sympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. or your parasympathetic nervous system. And through these different poses, you can basically either activate your body, stay more alert, or try to relax your body, get rid of any anxiety, um, any, uh, let's say, mood swings, Mm -hmm. any... Um, help with it also helps with panic attacks through okay. these certain poses. So it really calms your anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of a lot of people have um, IBS, which worsens when they are really anxious. Mm-hmm. So stuff like this could really help them. And I also know that medication does not always um, help IBS. Yeah, I have a lot it's of. It's not fun. even the first line. It's not. The, is it not the first line? No. What's the first line? It's basically to change your diet and change lifestyle. Your diet and lifestyle. Yeah, focus on lifestyle. Wow, okay. And this is where this yoga, is where yoga comes, in. comes in. Yeah. That is so cool. So um I hope you I hope you're able to publish and everything. Mm-hmm. I would really look into that. And I, I know a lot of people would also be really interested. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um so yoga, we're talked we've talked about that. 
What else is something that you would really encourage people to do to better use their summer, especially given that this summer is exactly like last summer, can't go anywhere, can't really do anything? What would you suggest? So it depends on your level, to be very honest with you. Um, I feel like at certain, let's say, year three onwards, we should start focusing on our steps, start preparing mm-hmm. for them. But before that, I feel like exploration would be my, personally, my first priority. Just try out different things, um, do these different research internships, do different electives if that's mm-hmm. what you like. Just explore your options. Okay. Yeah. Find something you're interested in, really. Basically, yes. So something like Spirit or anything else, because there are lots of re- other research programs available yeah. as well. Okay, so we really encourage that. And that is for summer between first and second and second and third. Third and fourth, the summer between third and fourth, you would encourage studying for steps. Yeah. Or any other licensing licensing exam. Basically. And you can do that while you're, um, let's say, doing a research internship. Mm-hmm. That also works. But always try to find a week or two or whatever you have in mind to just relax. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with all the these exams. <laughs> With all these uh, research opportunities and whatnot, mm-hmm. the clinical electives, and we forget about just relaxing, being happy, doing something we actually like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure we all like research, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we just need to relax because once you start your residency, it's over for you. <laughs> you only have like 30 days per year to do something. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Sadly, my brother gave me the, <laughs> the sad news a few oh days ago. God. And I'm like, oh, reality check. So <laughs> Yikes. Oh my God. Okay. So so you'd really recommend relaxing. Now I'm I suddenly do. scared. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going into fourth year. I really need to find, I really need to find <laughs> outlet as soon as possible. And now with the changes of the, you heard about the changes from the Ministry of Education. Which changes are you talking about? The it's basically going to turn into a trimester, right? Bismillah. What? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. That's what I heard, that it's going to be trimester. I've heard about this. Wait, actually, no, I have heard about this, but I don't know if it applies to universities or no if it only applies to school. Would you, would you like it if they implemented the system? Do we get a summer break? Yeah, but I guess it's less than uh, what you have now. So it's not around three or four months. It's going to be mm. around four months. Maybe. I don't think I mind it too much. I don't. I'm not sure how it would affect me, honestly. I think. Um, I think it would be better, maybe, because I think it would mean that you have like your blocks would be shorter and your exams would be sooner and sooner, which yeah. is better. So I feel like longer blocks tend to exhaust you, and longer maybe. semesters tend to exhaust you as well. Don't mm-hmm. you think? So I would really think that a shorter, if it was a trimester, and it would be like what maybe seven, eight weeks. Yeah, around so, eight weeks. Yeah, I think that would maybe be better. Maybe. It's worth trying, I would say. Like, let's, we could just try it for a year. If it doesn't work out, we can always just switch back. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be cool. So what are you expecting out of residency? How do you, like, what are your expectations going into it? It's stressful, to be honest, just thinking of it. Because it's real life. And you're going to have to be responsible 100%. Wouldn't you say you're already responsible 100%? No. As an intern? Are you not? No. So then what are you like? Like oh. you're, just, you're just practicing now. There's always supervision. 
Oh, okay. You're not left alone, you know? In residency, you're left alone. <laughs> That's what I'm learning now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're more, it's an actual job. So okay. it's going to be very different. Uh, at the same time, it's very exciting to actually do what you want to do and what else? be out there, be an adult responsible be independent i think that's very cool get paid <laughs> <laughs> so um neurology residency mashallah. why neurology mm, that that question it's uh, a bit of a tough one uh, yeah <laughs> um my answer to it is actually very let's say personal but okay. uh, what i can share is that what fascinates me the most about neurology is that in neurological diseases unlike other diseases, one starts losing parts of himself or herself. Oh, so right. Yeah, so neurological diseases actually, um, in a way, makes a person lose parts of himself and changes a person completely. Because if personality changes, behavioral personality changes, changes, behavioral changes. Things like permanent everything. brain damage or Alzheimer's disease. Everything, like exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad, but at the same time, it opens this vast um um pool of opportunities to research more into it Mm -hmm. and learn more Mm, see how we can make it better yeah and uh so i've actually seen one of my family members go through that at a very early age yeah at a very very early age uh i've witnessed the seizure and i had i was like seven years old and i had to deal with it on my own because no one was there except for me hard for you i didn't really know what to do but i i had no idea what was going on but i knew something was going on with the brain Mm -hmm. so i just tried to cushion that um member's head and Mm -hmm. just leave them leave again let the seizure just abort Mm -hmm. on its own um and after that i was very curious to learn more about this Mm -hmm. so i used to google um the the name i heard or the the things i found in the medical records oh my god <laughs> and for some reason and i hate how people uh turn um these different diseases into such uh topics to talk about also because you were a child they must have been like oh she doesn't know she won't get it yeah she probably yeah tell you but uh, especially epilepsy here in our community it's not talked about yeah you're actually yeah, very right and there are mm. so many misconceptions about it it's actually crazy i feel like I've heard a few of the misconceptions, but I don't want to say them aloud because there's some of them are actually so bad. Yeah. And they, they're just, and like you hear them and you're like, how could you possibly think this about a disease? It's not, it's just, it's just your brain's wiring that is really just maybe sort of malfunctioning, but there's nothing actually wrong with a person with epilepsy. Yeah. And the name itself in Arabic is, has such a stigma, you know? What is the name in Arabic? It's Sarah. It's not used and it's used as um an insult if we say this person is masrur oh my god it, it's used as actually an insult and it's actually very very sad because uh, so back then i had to learn about it on my own i had mm-hmm. to do my own research and i dedicated my first ever research um in sixth grade to be about epilepsy about that topic oh, okay uh that was followed by awareness campaigns that i led in school wow mashallah. to combat any misconceptions about epilepsy in our community oh, okay and it was okay. so sad to find out that people basically yeah, and a lot of people don't know much about epilepsy or how to deal with uh, uh people who get seizures and mm-hmm. and so on um and it's also very amazing to see how this has been changing for the past couple of years okay yeah 
that's really wow that must be that's i don't think i've ever heard a reason like that that's such a powerful reason to <laughs> want to study neurology amazing and how do you feel now now that you're finally you know starting your neurology residency this is what you joined med school for yeah i'm so happy i'm actually so so happy alhamdulillah i'm glad yeah, alhamdulillah it's amazing news inshallah i can't wait for you guys to go do what you want to do what makes you happy and graduate it's going to be uh, so i feel like it's such a long journey but you know inshallah <laughs> i'm just thinking i'm like oh my god i got to pass fourth year and fifth year yeah, and yeah, just <laughs> enjoy the moment live your life and just be happy that's the one thing i'm taking away from this episode <laughs> i really need to enjoy it just just enjoy the moment and just it yeah. passes by so fast by the way it does it feels like just the other day i was studying in a different major <laughs> and now i'm in <laughs> medicine and now i've just finished third year um and i'm going into fourth and honestly if you were to ask me how long i've spent i would say it feels like a year or less than a year mm. you know that's honestly how it feels like in my head but no it actually has been so long and i've done this and this and this and this and here i am and I'm done with half of my, you know, year, half of my degree, basically. Yeah, yay. I just have fourth and fifth year left Happy and then my internship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary, but thank you for, um, thank you for your wishes. Um, so that's actually pretty exciting. Also, I've heard King Faisal is a really nice place for residency. Yeah, amazing. That's really exciting as well. It's I'm, one of the best in the region. It's actually it, it is. I believe it is the number one hospital in the Arab world as mm. of right now. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Thank to you. To get into King Faisal. And also, you must, you, it must be such a nice environment for you since you've been there mm-hmm. for fourth and fifth yeah. and I think also sixth year. Mm-hmm. So you're, you must be familiar with it to an extent. Are you happy to you know, be working at KFSI? I'm very happy. I'm places? very happy. The people there are amazing. Uh, my colleagues, the residents, are, they're very supportive, very helpful. They're amazing people. They're super smart, mashallah. So, yeah, I can't wait to join them. I'm so happy for you, especially as someone who wants to do, who wants to do neurology themselves. Thank you so much. <laughs> Trying to follow in your first footsteps. <laughs> I wish you the best, Allah. Thank you. All right. So before we end this, what's one message that you would want the audience to take away from this episode? Okay. So I would say enjoy the moment and actually enjoy the moment because in medicine, we tend to forget mm-hmm. to just focus on ourselves be relaxed and at the same time it sounds so cliche but just be happy <laughs> medicine just makes us so sad and so stressed out sometimes True. that we just so overwhelmed you tend to yeah, lose yourself it overwhelms us it drains us mm-hmm. so just stay happy stay relaxed focus on yourself focus on your goals and just go for it Yuri, <laughs> you would also encourage us to find an outlet yeah something that can something we enjoy something like yoga for you mm-hmm. um and i'm so happy to see that a lot of uh people here at al Faisal actually do have that we have a lot of musicians true, true a lot true. of uh athletes i can say right, yeah yeah a lot of people who love going to the gym i know a lot of people in my batch as well who do enjoy yoga and um a, a lot, lot of, of artists. painters yeah. yes yes oh my god yeah so so do that find your passion be happy and just Try to balance out, you know? Balance is so important. Yes, mm. you're right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, got it. All right. So that is all for today, everyone. Thank you so much, Hajjad, for you. coming here. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here really with us today. I really appreciate this. Um, and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for listening and for tuning in. Um, and yeah, Hajjad, it's been a great pleasure meeting you. 
Thank you. Um, honestly, now you're like an idol for me because I'm trying to get oh. I'm trying to get into neurology <laughs> myself. And I think I can speak for everyone here um, when I say you know we wish you all the best in your Thank residency. Thank you so much. I wish and you guys the best you as success. well. And we're all rooting for you. Um, and yeah, we, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Right. So, wa alaikum, everyone.